5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Right, a special uh, edition leading into Pirate Baseball today. We'll lead you up to the 545 start. We're going to spend as much time as we can with uh, our next guest, our first guest, one of our favorite guests, ECU Offensive Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick. Coach! How we doing today? In person! I know, and how about that? Have it not been to the studio Yeah, in a long time? It's been a while since you've been here. It's great to see you. Yeah, it's good to be seen. And thank you for doing this. Well, appreciate the invite. I told uh, all of the people, Tom, we got to go through. T- I said, Tom, this is the annual <laughs> get together that Coach Donnie Kay and I have. Yes. To kind of uh, talk what happened in the spring. Uh, we had Coach Houston, of course, uh, last week before the spring game. And we had uh, Blake Harrell a uh, week and a half before the spring game. So okay, we, well, we, I'm actually the third. Then. Well, but yeah. I like talking to you anytime, but especially after. Especially right. when we got a lot of things to talk about right, out of do. that spring we game. We do. Always good stuff with part football. Yeah. So, uh, give me your overall evaluation of the spring as a whole. I thought it was great. You know, now coaches love spring practice <laughs> because we go out and we practice and we work with the players, and that's what we like to do. You know, there's really no there's no games, and the games are good. Don't get me wrong, but for but coaches, coaches love practice. Coaches love practice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you know what? If you get it wrong, you do it again. And if you don't get it right before you leave that day. You come back the next day and you work on it again. And there's no opponent. You know, there's no deadline. If you just don't get something, you just keep working on it. And you're developing kids. It's fun seeing the ones that did not maybe play that much in the fall, get their opportunity, see who's going to help you, see what you got to get done. So, So spring is always good for the coaches. But I actually think the players probably enjoyed this spring maybe more than any spring, and, I, and I've been doing this many, many years, too mm-hmm. many years to name, yeah. and played, and my dad was a coach, and so I've been around it in my entire life. It's really all I've, I've ever done. I think our kids had more fun this spring than I've ever seen. Uh, the, the excitement is really, really back, I think, in the, in the, in the building yeah. over there. Yeah, oh, and you've been here when it's palpable I, and fired up. I've been here when it's really, really, really good. And I've been here when it's not so good. Yeah, you have. And so I've seen both ends of it. You see the good, you see the bad, you see the ugly a little bit. But is this feeling like the really, really good? I mean, is this feeling this, more like that? This has the feeling of when we got this thing really rolling back, you know, the first time I was here. And the first time I was here, I was here with two different guys, you know, whatever. Right. And, we had, and we had two good runs with both those guys. And it is feeling that way because the kids are really into it and they're really competing. Uh, when we got here three, three and a half years ago, whatever that would be, we were having to throw them on each other. We were having to beg them to go compete and get after it. Right. Now we're having to pull them off. We're literally having to say, okay, they're going to hurt each other if we don't pull these guys off. Well, they're attack dogs now. Coach Houston told me that he watched, I guess, last week a little or recently that first spring game, the film of the first. Yes, he did. Why, I don't know. And he, it, it, <laughs> yes. he said it was I mean, just night and day. Yeah, you know, I had told this story before, and I might get in trouble for telling it again, but the first practice, the first spring, we go out there and we had a blocking drill that we always do. And, you know, it's a pretty tough deal. Guys are running into each other full speed, or they're supposed to be. <laughs> and it was like 
rabbits just pissing on cotton out there. You couldn't hear a thing. <laughs> I mean, there there was no pop. There was nothing. You know, when when football is going and, and it's going like it is now, you hear you hear the contact. Right. You hear those pads popping a little bit. It was nothing. We we're like, oh my god, the goodness. pillow fight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, now there was a practice right there at the end of the spring, which normally, you know. The weather starts to get a little better. You get the excitement, spring game. But, you know, there's a lot of other things getting ready to go on, too. It starts to lose its enthusiasm a little bit. We're out there practicing like on a Tuesday before the spring game, and they're about to kill each other. And he, we had to pull them all, put them on the line, make them just start running. Yeah. You know, somebody's going to get hurt here. We're going to fight. But neither side would give an inch, you know what I'm saying? Yet they were all just having a blast, it seemed like, yeah. you know, at the bit. So things are good in that aspect. It's it's not been easy, and it's not been fast. It's never as quickly, you know, as you want it to be. But the excitement's back. We've got uh, ECU offensive coordinator. Uh, he is Donnie Kirkpatrick. He's in the studio with us. It's great to see him. We're going to try to uh, monopolize as much of Coach's time in this uh, show as we can because we got a lot of questions, and he's always good to, uh, to give us good, insightful uh, analysis and thoughts on the program and where the offense is going. Uh, let me, it all starts up front. Yeah, We'll get to the quarterbacks. I understand people. We'll get to the quarterbacks. <laughs> but it all starts up front. You know that. Shank knows that. Absolutely. Coach Houston knows that. Everybody knows that. And, and so this is just my, my observation, Coach. Okay. I thought uh, first half of the scrimmage, a little struggle. Defense kind of came from some different angles. Yeah. Very exotic blitzes for a spring game. Lost. So Coach Harrell was trying to avoid the beanie weenies is what I'm thinking. But I'm going <laughs> to say this. Um, I thought, though, in the second half, that looked like a very cohesive group. You know, the spring was uh, was four weeks. We, we decided to go a little quicker this year. Mm-hmm. And so – Three of the Saturdays were were full-out scrimmages. The the first Saturday was more of a controlled practice, which turned into a scrimmage as well. And uh, I think for spring ball, uh, we were probably the most excited about the offensive line's improvement, Uh, even though we had four guys out that are going to play big roles. Uh, But we were the the most excited. We had, had a couple of goals for what we wanted to get better at, and one of the things was pass protection. And uh, so Shank put a lot of concentration on that, and we really did improve tremendously in that. And for the first two of those scrimmages and then the control scrimmage, truthfully, the offensive line pretty much whipped tail, I thought. You know what I'm saying? We were really – Shank was walking around pretty proud of himself. And we were having to knock him down a little bit, you know, (laughs) on Monday. He was doing so good. And now our, our second group and our third group, kind of watered it down a little bit because really, like I said, we had four offensive linemen. Right, right. So now by the time you get to your twos, you're really at your threes. Your threes are really maybe your fours. Nothing against those guys. They were trying hard. But, uh, well, they're, and, they're and Blake, learning, yeah. And, yeah. and Blake brings uh, a lot of pressure, as you said. Yeah. It's a pretty complex defense. Right. And so it's it's not great in a learning environment for the young guys. So they struggle a little bit. But his older kids really did a great job. And, and we were rolling, I thought, pretty good. Uh Coach had gotten after the defense a little bit the week before because the offense went out 93 yards, yeah. drove it, scored, came back 80 yards, well, 21 scored. plays, 93 yards. Right, wasn't like somebody hit a bomb. I mean, this yeah. kind of marched down on. Them. And uh, so that's why I think what caused a little bit of the ruckus <laughs> at practice the next week was they were retaliating a little bit, which, right. which is good. And that's kind of the way it goes when you have inter squad deals. One team will get the best one day. The other team always gets a little more fired up. The coaches seem to have something to do with that. Uh, I thought your observation was dead on. I didn't think the offense came out nearly with the steam that the defense came out with. And even though we had a big play and they 
Yeah. Holton and them flipped the field. We had 35-yard completion to Shane Calhoun. And then we stalled, got a sack with the blitz. And, 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 and Mason didn't get going at the very beginning as well as he did. Now, the second half, I guess the offense coaches maybe – you know, took the offense to church a little bit and gave okay. them a few words of inspiration. And then the second half, it totally did flip. And believe it or not, it's hard to believe that the game really did come down to a, a, a tie, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, what's uh, the verdict on that? Well, the verdict is it was, it was a tie. We had the victory dinner last night, and everybody got the rewards of the, of the victory, I guess. There were, without a doubt, Several controversial calls, but they but there always are. You know what I'm saying? I've never been in a game where one side didn't think this was wrong and that right. was right. You know the 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 call here. There was it came really literally down to Raji had a run that uh, was somewhere between 14 and 16 yards, and uh, depending on which referee, one spotted it a little better than the other did for one side or the other, and they didn't know how to score that one. And then at the end, when we're trying to kill the thing to I guess kicked the field goal. Uh, they're saying maybe he didn't quite get back to the line of scrimmage. I don't know. Wow. So it, it it ended in a tie, and I think Coach just felt like that might have been the best thing and that the kids probably all deserve right. to be winners. So with 15 seconds left, yeah. let's go back to the scrimmage here. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm delving in. That's where we've devolved. Into, yeah. I'm, I'm breaking down you are. spring game plays. I'm yeah. analyzing. You yes. are. You know how us media people are. We I were know. just talking about know. it before we went on. I do know you know how us media people. I know are. your type. Yes. Yes. Oh, there there are plenty. <laughs> so uh, we we go down. Fifteen seconds. It's a run play. Yeah. The, the the all right. In your mind, it's designed to do what? Well, here here was the problem with with the format of the game. <laughs> Nothing's perfect. In that it's a running clock to the last two minutes, mm-hmm. so things are a little different there. And you're playing everybody, and so. Uh, at one point, we had the first down, and you know we you would normally probably have clocked the ball okay. and, and whatever, and saved your timeout. But we ended up, you know, coach called the timeout there, and then we were going to run another play. Well, well, you would normally just what we call center the ball. The quarterback would take the ball, and he would run to the middle of the field and take a knee, and set the ball up exactly where your kicker wants the kick to be. But in this game. If you take a lost yardage play, you lose points, right, right. and so that could have thrown the formula out. Right. You know, so he could have, he would have been kicking for a win or a tie. Right. Who knows? Maybe it was going to be overtime. We didn't know what coach right. was going to do. Right. He's the, you know, he's the guy. We wait. What, what's he going to do? You know, uh, but if you take a loss and he missed it, you know, it would be a loss. And so that's normally the play you would run. So there, there was a little bit of confusion there about what do we do? Right. Get the ball in the middle of the field, but you can't take a loss. And the defense did a smart thing. They kind of laid on the guy and didn't let him up a little bit. And so I, I don't know. I was in the press box. It was a little hard to tell what was going on. I was just sitting there waiting, saying, "Is it over? Is it over? <laughs> are, we, are we overtime? What are we doing?" And you know, and I knew that there was one point in question because the scorekeepers were up there where we were at, and they're right. like, "I don't know if you get that point or not. You could be one ahead." They were trying to tell me that. I was like, "Well, we we can't do anything about it. We have to kick the field goal." But in a game, hopefully, we would we would handle that a little better. But the rules would be different, right? Right. Sure. And, and that's where the game. Okay. To go offense defense, you, you you can't play a normal game because the right. defense wouldn't get the ball, right. so they, they would never be able to win. Right. Yeah. So you have to do it that. So in all, it's not really about that. <laughs> it's really about the kids competing 
and getting better and getting some game-like atmosphere. Because the other scrimmages are great. But when you start putting some fans in there and some excitement in there and their parents are there a little bit more, you know, it does seem a little more game-like. So you do get a chance to see if a kid's going to be a little more game-ready. Yeah. Some of them do better. Right. Some of them don't do quite as well in that situation. And it was a great spring. We, we really did improve on some things, I think, on all phases uh, of the game, and I'm really, really pleased with it. And so we're, we're excited. All right, we're going to grab a break. We're going to okay. come back, and uh, we're going to get into guys, some individual guys, Let's get some it. thoughts on all that. Donnie Kirkpatrick in studio with us, and uh, we continue on after this on the Patrick Johnson Show. And Pirates. Oh, yeah. Panthers. Go, baby. Very good. The P-Man. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. At the Vidant Wellness Centers, happy starts with healthy. And we all need a little happy and a lot of healthy. That's why we offer exercise equipment and classes. I know. They're into pools and personal training, too. And more wellness services. Like nutrition and yoga. With no annual commitments or hidden fees. Zip, zilch, nada. Because here, it's more than a gym membership. It's a happy, healthy relationship. Sign up today at VidantWellnessCenter.com and... Don't forget to bring a friend. You heard the saying, there are two things every American does, die and pay taxes. Well, there's a third, watch television. Listen, we all watch TV, but it doesn't need to be cable. With a new dish about the size of a pizza dish installed on your home, you have TV of the future. Did you know with this new home service, you can watch TV at home on any computer or tablet that has the internet, even on your phone. Watch TV anywhere in the country, all with this new Dish TV service. You can go on vacation and take your TV service with you. Even let your kids watch it at college. All for one low price. Locked in for two years and guaranteed to be cheaper than your cable bill. Call right now. 800-476-6087. That's 800-476-6087. Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great Shell gasoline with Shell rewards that save you money at the pump. And these days, that's really important. And don't forget Smitty's Restaurant at the Highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and Pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had. The Stokes location also offers hot food. Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Donnie Kirkpatrick in the studio with us. Always great to catch up with uh, Coach Kirkpatrick, one of our favorite guests. We don't get to talk to him enough. So I always like it when we get a chance to catch up with you. Ah, it's always fun. All right. Holt Nailers. Yeah. Pitch Heard. count is what you said. Well, yeah, you know, because I'm a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. I guess so that, that pops back up in there a little bit. We uh, Holt's been through a lot of spring practices. He's, he's had a lot of reps. And so we would just give him an opportunity to stay hot, keep working on his game. But the spring was a great time to get Mason 
just so much more work. And not just with the second group. You, you've right. got to eventually start working with the first group. Uh, Ryan Stubblefield had a very good spring, too. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really happy with him. And then we have Alex Flynn, another guy in there. And so we've got a great group of, of, of guys. And so Holton is uh, at the best I've ever seen him, though. Uh, I met with him today. We had our kind of final little meeting there, year-end meeting. And he's, he's trimmed up again. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten leaner. And he's gotten more muscular. And I think he's quicker again. Holton has had about two years of a really, really aggravating back. Mm -hmm. And if anybody's ever had a bad back or a hurt back, you know how aggravating it is. It's one of those things you can, he can feel just perfectly fine and just do great. And then just all of a sudden, boy, you know, it is. And and you know what? It's dangerous out there playing quarterback. He takes a lot of hits. He takes a lot of them in the front, a lot of them in the back, a lot of them from the side. Uh, But the back's feeling good. I think what the big John, our strength coach is doing a great job. And Herb, the trainer, those yeah. guys have got him on a good program, and he feels good. I think he's quicker right now. We've all noticed that. He's throwing the ball back to, I think, or maybe even better than I've ever seen him throw it with his velocity, and his release is better. And, boy, he has really gotten it down. He drives our defense crazy because, you know, like I say, they, they blitz from everywhere. I swear there's 14, 15 of them coming sometimes. He can read every blitz they got. He can check every play and get you in the right play, get the protection. So he's doing good, but at the same time, we didn't overdo him. I just thought especially yeah, Saturday. No reason to. It was yeah. Really, no. Saturday was a great time to let Mason have an opportunity to take that first group and have the game on the line, yeah. and let's see what you can do. I'm going to ask you a little more about Garcia in a minute, but with Holt Naylor's, what is the summertime plan for him in your mind? Well, he's got a busy summer plan. Uh, he is obviously going to train very, very hard uh, and do football. He's been invited to the Manning Academy, the okay. big thing, which is a tremendous honor. You're you're nobody in, in the quarterback world till you get to go invite to the Mannings, and then you really are you know, uh, somebody on the A-list right there. So it'll be a lot of that. He's, he's pretty much finished up school. He is working on a master's degree a little bit. He, he'll have a little bit of schoolwork this summer, but mostly he's just going to train and, and work and work out the other guys. You know, the players in the summer have to do a lot of the work as far as like seven-on-seven seven and, and walkthroughs without the coaches because we can't be there for a lot of that. And Holton's the kind of guy that can just go out there and run that like a coach for you. So particularly the two-minute drill, if you will, at yeah. the end. I, I just I was blown away by how Mesa Garcia executed, got away from the defense, the throws were pinpoint. Yeah. I mean, everything obviously we've heard and the little things you might see in practice here and there were on full display. Uh, I mean, he's a giant. Yeah, he's big. And he moves like an elk. I mean, he's just very graceful. Yeah, it, it was know, something. The, he, he, that's been a real big thing. Uh, and a great thing to see that him take over and get a two-minute drill. You know, we won two games last year on two-minute drills. We practice it a lot. We practice it the last thing of every week on Thursday. We go through it, and it's a very competitive drill. It's almost dangerous out there because we're in helmets on Thursday. But if you remember the Marshall game, uh, we score not only before the half in a two-minute, we score at the end of the game with about 50-some seconds to go. And then our defense has to go do a two-minute as well to hold them off 
from scoring because we ended up scoring right. with 50 some seconds to go. And then Navy was a two minute situation as well. Right. So it, it pays off and it was great. You, you try to simulate that in practice, but it's hard to do with a game on the line like that. It was really good to see Mason do that. And, and he did, he just did great. It looked like it was instinctual for him. Was, has that always been kind of the deals just to getting him to just play ball? You know, I think he has put too much pressure on himself. I think, you know, I've talked with him many times. The problem with coming in with all the fanfare and the expectation is then, you know, you got to live up to that. And and he's a guy, he's a pleaser. He, he hates to disappoint. He won't, don't want to let anybody down. And I, I tell him all the time, you, you need to get your swagger back. You need to be a little more cocky. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to, right. to, to have that edge a little bit. You don't have to be, you know, the great person all the time on the football field. It's just not – you don't have to be a great person. Sometimes you got to be aggressive. A way and, you want them to be a great person on the field, they need to be uh, – yeah. yeah. Yeah, a, a, a dude. And, and I think, you know, like I say, I thought Saturday he started off a little bit nervous, trying not to make any mistakes. But as he got into it and it got competitive, all that went away and he quit thinking, quit yeah. overthinking and just started playing. And he is hard to handle because, like you say, he can throw over the rush. Uh, he can run around the rush. Uh, they weren't live on the quarterback, but there were times where – we were like, he'd probably run that guy over. Now, he, he's 6'6". He's 250 yeah. pounds. So, you know, he's a Josh Allen-type right. specimen out there. And uh, we're lucky. We got him for a lot more years. So, I think he's going to keep getting better. Yeah, Coach Houston tells us last week three is what he has left. And, and could redshirt potentially. He, he has kind of four. Left up to him. He has four okay. years to play three. Right, okay. Uh, the COVID year, obviously, he's given everybody a year, which is why Holton is able to come back. Uh, and so, he has four years to play three and we could redshirt him and it's something that we will discuss because the new rule or it's been a couple of years now you can play four games and and last know, season could have been the redshirt it could year. have been and in hindsight you, you know you always try to look at those we probably could have done that but there were just times we thought he needed that development and sometimes guys it's just hard for him to get better unless they can get into the games. Right. And, you know, you're always one hit away from the quarterback going down or you're a COVID test right, like yeah. happened against Navy. Right. And you're just like, we got to get him as much work. With today's world, it's hard to keep a guy five or six years at your school. And I'll tell you, I've told him many times, once you play and you become the starter here, we'll be, it'll be hard to keep the NFL guys out of, you, out of here now. I mean, because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're going to No, and guy. I mean, not taking anything away from – Holt Nailers, but I mean, just finally kind of seeing that manifest itself. It was and, and Holton has been a big part of his development. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm shoot, I'm blessed to get a chance to work with all of them, and guys like Mason doesn't come along very often. Uh, but Holton has been a great mentor. He has been a great role model. He has taken a great interest in him because that's what Holton is. Holton is the ultimate team player. Holton just wants ECU to get back to where ECU is what it has been and maybe even better than what it's been. And that's been his whole goal is to get us to a bowl game. Once we got to the bowl game, though we didn't get to play the game, uh, the reason Holton is back is because Holton feels like we got a chance to make a run at the well, conference yeah, title. Yeah, conference championship and get to a bowl game and win a bowl game. And, and he yeah. still did not quite get that, right. yeah, yeah, that taste. Yeah. And so uh, he would he would give up all the records that he's going to hold, which are going to be probably every record in ECU history, to, to have that happen if we could win like that. Donnie Kirkpatrick in the studio with us. It's great to have Coach Donnie K uh, with us here. Um, you got the good fortune – of having two really good quarterbacks yeah. 
you've got the great fortune of having possibly the two best running backs in the conference and two of the best in the country with Roger Harris and Keaton uh, Mitchell. Yeah, it's like Noah's Ark. We're trying to put, it, <laughs> we're trying to do it in twos, uh, and and that's something that uh, we believe in, and we've always believed in that. And all the good teams I've been a part of have always had next man up, yeah. and and it is a violent game, and it is hard to stay and play uh, every game, and you got to have those other guys. And so we're very fortunate that our kids all support each other, and we don't have the okay who got the ball, you know, right. type, type mentality. Because Rajay and Keith Mitchell are two of the best kids, and I've been doing this thirty some years, and I ain't, it's it's hard to say I've ever been around anybody that is just Pretty such good. good. Though, yeah. That's awesome. They're yeah. good players, and they and they're such team guys, and they support each other, and they like the the dual role of being able to share the role. Do you foresee some some sets or some instances where they're both out there? We have those, and and we used a little bit of that in the spring. We didn't do it in the spring game. You know, you get in a spring game now. There, there's some people watching you, right? So you're not you're not actually you know the defense kids kept saying, "I know you're going to throw that reverse pass." And I was like, "Well, not in the spring game, or not." You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying because we're saving that because they don't know who's going to throw it this year. You know, Sneed's gone, right, right. so they won't know who that guy is. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, there there's sometimes we could do that. But again, I think some of the strength in that is is that one is always staying fresh and the other one is always ready to go. But we we could do that. Uh, we finally got some depth. We we were kind of doing depth chart stuff today, and we're looking up there, and we're like, wow, you know what? It, it's going to be hard to make the travel squad next year. You're, with, there's going to be some fight. With Pop McKay, he needs to have merged those that third guy. Well, know? we need a third back, and that's a really, really big thing on the offensive uh, uh, game plan right now is where do we develop that third back? Pop really, really got better throughout the spring. Chris Foster is the best in the business at the running back job, and he did a great job. Uh, and it was about halfway through the spring, the light clicked on. And I've said this before. Pop's got to understand, Pop is a big back. He is not a scat back. And he's got to play like a big back. And when he starts to do that, and he is starting to do that a little bit, he will be effective right now. But uh, we are going to push him to have a good spring. Uh, we've got Marlon Gunn coming in, yeah. signee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you never put your mortgage only guy's right. not even here yet in spring yeah. ball. You, you just get that, like Raji had that freshman year, you go like, okay, that was unexpected, <laughs> but that was a good surprise. Right. It's like that last Christmas present. You know, yeah. it's, it's the BB gun in the back right. there. Right. You know what I'm saying? You go like, wow, okay, that was good. Yeah. You know, but you don't count on it. Well, yeah. Raekwon Boyette comes in to coach the yeah. receivers. I mean, uh, priceless guy. Just a big reputation, well thought of guy, and an Eastern North Carolina guy, too. Yeah. You know, uh, that's special, uh, and 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 we've had we had a great staff. We've had a lot of good staff throughout the time I've been here. I've been with Coach Houston. He's been a great addition. He's right like he's been there the whole time. You would think, and he is a good Eastern North Carolina guy, and I think he's really really fired up about being here. He's got uh, his work cut out ahead of him. You're, right yeah. as it stands now, your top three receivers from last year's team will not be uh, are not active. Let's just say uh, one. Thoma Tosho to graduation, Sneed yep. leaving early, and then the CJ situation. So, and there were some drops. I mean, the, oh, the, yeah. there were some drops on on Saturday. You know, I know you can't go into this, but there's possibly some help on the way through the portal. Oh, but yeah. from the guys that are in spring ball now, uh, you know, there were some good things from some from certain guys. Hudson, I thought Hudson uh, showed some things and looked pretty good. At yeah, time. he's a great competitor. Yeah, I, I laugh, Raekwon when I'd called him and I did a little phone interview with him before Coach Houston had sat down with him and the whole bit. And then, 
Houston fell in love with him too, as I had too, and then he offered him the job, and we were glad when he took it. And so I'd, I'd called him and said, "All right, here's the good news: you got the job. Here's the bad news: wait till you see what you're going to have right here, right. you know, a little bit too, because we're we're going to be thin." in that we don't have a lot of experience coming back. Now, you do have some possibilities, but he's done a good job getting in there and, and getting with them and developing some guy. Taji is a is a warrior. He will always find a role in there somewhere. Uh, we, we did drop way too many balls. We, you, you always do that. Quarterback coach always thinks that anyhow. I was a receiver coach for 11 years, so I know what that's like. I've been on both ends of it. But uh, And we have high standards here because yeah. we've had some really, really good wide receivers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Zay right. Jones came back and talked to the group the other day, and, you know, and he talks about Hardy and Dwayne Harris and you know, Bryce Williams, and we, we've had a ton. You well, know, all the way back go, to Terrence Copper. Well, so you go back to our guy, you. Terrence Copper, who yeah. does stuff with us here. I so, mean, I mean it, it, the standard's high here, and we tell the receivers that all the time, is that you're going to be held to a high standard. And we're not where we want to be there yet, but we, we did improve in the spring – Few guys did start to show up. I thought uh, Kerry King has been a great surprise. Yeah. This kid it can really run, and we do have help though uh, that will be here this in the summer. Obviously, the the portal has changed recruiting to where it's like we're an NFL franchise now. It's really professional football at this level. You're building your roster year to year. It's not like the old days anymore. We hear obviously head coaches lament some can thrive in it. I think certain basketball coaches do will do quite well in the portal. I mean, you're an offensive coordinator, so you're kind of the the overseer of that side of the ball. Just your thoughts on the portal in general, because, I mean, there is, there's obviously, if you have some need, you can fill some need. Yeah. But uh, I think the, the, the problem I, I think a lot of coaches seem to have is it's a very informal process within the team to get on. In other words, on a whim, you can get into the portal. I uh, there there are, there's always something good with with change. There's always something bad with change. It, there there are some really big negatives, uh, but the but it's what world we live in today. Everybody is in a hurry. Everybody wants instant success. Nobody can wait for anything in, anymore. You know they want it now. You know coaches used to have five year contracts. Okay, you go to five year plan. Then it's like now you got a three. Now you got a till next game. And and you got to win in this business. We all know it is what it is. And so, players though they want to play, they want to play right away. Uh, if it doesn't go their way, it's happening at the high school level now. Okay, that's not the offense for me. I'm gonna go switch to the other school. I, there, there's some bad in that. I think um, the continuity isn't there. I'm not sure it's improving the overall play of the game because there's so much change. But it is what it is. You got to play by the rules that are out there. We're in the portal every day. We have a ton of kids getting in the portal because they don't see that they're going to get to play quickly enough. Uh, I, there's good and bad in it, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But we do have help coming at receiver because we we weren't blindsided by that. We we knew that Ollie right, was right, probably gone. Right. He could have gotten a waiver maybe. I'm not sure he would have actually won that waiver. Uh, Tyler had graduated. Yeah. Tyler Steed came here and did everything that you would dream your son would do. He was a walk-on. He earned a scholarship. He graduated. All conference. He was all conference back to back, and so he, he 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 won. You know what I'm saying? And we knew he was graduating, and we knew he was taking a heavier load to do that. So we wish him well. We'd always love to have him back. You hate it when all the players leave. That's the sad part in our business that they get old, they graduate, they leave, whatever. But 
you know, like I say, when, when Hardy left, Zay Jones took over, you yeah. know, and Hardy took over from Dwayne Harris. So the next guy's got to come and step up for us because we do got to play a little better at receiver than we did this spring. All right. Let me ask you a little bit about uh, what you'll be doing, where you might be going. I know sometimes you'll go out and spend some time uh, with uh, other coaches. Is yeah. that in the, uh, in the cards this year to go? study some other offenses or go kind of compare notes with some guys? Yeah, we always do that. Professional development. You're going huge, to Los Angeles? You're going huge, to see Lincoln in L.A.? Is it, you're taking the wife to Los Angeles. <laughs> we're here to announce. We're breaking no, news on that we're, here, are we? We're not announcing that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I can get my wife out of, out of eastern North Carolina to, to go. She she kind of likes our beaches, I think, a little bit more. I've been to L.A., okay? Yeah, but uh, it's it's hard to, to go to go to California when you got all this right here. Right. But, you know, the thing, the world's changed a little bit. Now you have access to everybody's film. Mm-hmm. Everybody studies everybody. There's there's no secrets anymore. You can just get everybody's film. And, you know, the pandemic did one thing that, that was kind of good, that did change things, was this Zoom deal and all this communication. Yeah. And so now we do professional development visits just from our office or from it's our home good, though, all the time. Yeah. I think the people with it, with the budget like it a yeah. lot more than flying to L.A. Yeah. You literally can just turn on the computer and right. talk to Lincoln and sit there with him and the whole bit yeah. and say hello to Caitlin and the kids as well <laughs> at the same time. So we'll, we'll do quite a bit. You might even get a look at that new house that's shown up well, on the Internet. You know, yeah, I'd have to get a tour of that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, are there any particular offenses that – you know, and I don't know how much other football you necessarily get to watch, but is there somebody out there you'd like to maybe study what they're doing a little more that intrigues you a little bit? Yeah, I'm not sure I can answer that because I don't know if you want everybody to know who you're looking at right. or what, what's coming. You know, I know there's some Wolfpack people probably <laughs> listening to a, a radio station of this magnitude here, whatever. But you, you, you study people that are similar to you and, and have the similar philosophy. Just to see a wrinkle or so, so, yeah, and, and, you know, there's a group of us, like you say, from – it already comes from the Mike Leach or the How Mummy, you know Dana Hogerson, who's still in our league, you know Lincoln and all those guys. Uh, the the guys at West Virginia are in that type of system. Uh, Western Kentucky is some kind. Yeah. What it is. So you kind of look at those people, and then you do the reason you talk because you can watch the film, you can see what they're doing. But you talk about it is, well, what issues do you have with right. it? Or what, what stops this? Or when do you like this? Or what's this good versus? You get all the ins and outs about that. And that's what coaches do in their offseason, to, to believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. All right, a couple other things I want to ask you. Uh, in the league, because yeah. that's the, who you play most consistently, who's the toughest defense? Who's the defense that's always – Year in and year out, the toughest to come up with something again. Well, the University of Cincinnati has been as good as anybody in the country. And I know Alabama got them, but they didn't get them bad. I mean, if you watch that, they they didn't really drag them up and down the field. They were able to run the ball, which most of us have not been able to do too successfully against them. But um, that's why the Cincinnati guy from two years ago now is the head coach at Notre Dame, you know what I'm saying? And he had everybody trying to get him to come before he went to Notre Dame. They have just been off the chart good personnel they got dbs going early in the draft i think they have six guys you know probably gonna get up just on defense so they've been good houston has really gotten good on defense they were they were a force last year they were hard to handle uh especially with their defensive line up front so those are the two that really jump out central florida has great talent throughout the roster yeah. though i've asked you this before a uh, chance to elaborate on it a little more though this is a four down game now yeah we're not punting after three and out. I mean, you're going for it. East Carolina did talk to other coaches. I mean, universally, this is becoming really, 
I would almost say midfield on in is, is yeah. four down territory now. That that part the analytic thing has really really changed. You know, analytics is huge in like baseball and it's and it and it's huge now in football. Now it's a little different. We're not we're not doing the shift or whatever right, yeah. or when to bunt, when to hit and run, when to take a pitch. But it's it's huge and one of the big things that the, the analytics is now showing us is that fourth down is a good down to keep your punter off the field. Right. Uh we were four for five on fourth down Saturday. Right. So we did we didn't make one of them, and it was a fourth and one, which we're still upset about. We didn't. That's where we're on pop a little bit about running a little bit tougher right, right. as a big back. But yeah, you know, and 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 that's just the way the game's changed. It used to be so much more about field position and you know time of possession. It's just a much more wide open game. And then the other big thing that's come come into play, I think maybe, is two point plays. Uh, really, you know, the overtime you're going to have to go for two point right, plays right after, yeah. so much more, yeah. and everybody's diving into two point play type deals. And and you're saying, well, shoot, we're going to get so good at these, we're going to practice these so much, right. we might as well start using them and go for two a little bit. So uh, the game's really on the cusp of changing a little bit. We dove in after talking about it for two years. Coach then started to say, all right, well, let's look at this. And uh, we had success. If we wouldn't have had success, we probably wouldn't have done it. It really saved us last year. Yeah. Let me just ask you real quick. You know, there's the theory that, especially if you're having to go for two and you run your best play. Yeah. So how much of that, you know, do you incorporate into those two-point plays if they're going to become a little more prolific, let's say? Well, they're different type plays, I think. Gotcha. That's what it is. Is they are, they're, they're, they're the best plays in their own life, you know what I'm saying? But they're mm-hmm. different because you're on the three-yard line. You can put the ball, though, where you want it, left middle, right middle, left hash, right hash. It gives you quite an advantage to be able to do that um, and set the play up how you want to set it up a little bit, too. But uh, Right, last yeah. thing for you. Right. How many trick plays are in the – you know, the old up-the-sleeve kind of thing. You know, there, there's a whole book of them. There's a whole board of them. Now, how many? Now, how using many, them okay. and getting them to work. Um, you know, I think everybody loved the first play of the game against South Carolina. Unfortunately, right. we didn't love a lot of the other plays in that game right. offensively, and that was a trick play. We ran really a lot more of those than we've run in the past. They didn't. We didn't run them very well. We, we didn't have great success. We did throw the ball back to Holton. At Marshall, that was a yeah, big play in the was. game. There were a couple of things like that, but we had a lot of incomplete passes on the reverse passes and the reverses and stuff like that. So I don't know what trick plays are. They're plays that I guess are just not in the ordinary. Right. Um, Can I, I think, request you run one against NC State? You don't have to run it the I first would, play, but I, just run one. No, I, I like it. Okay. I, I think that I know, and and I know you know people have accused us sometimes of maybe. You know, being a little just old school, hard nose, and that's Coach Houston play the good defense. You know, when we got here, we weren't very good on defense, good enough that. Right. I remember we were up at Navy, and I was trying to tempo and play fast because I thought that was our chance, and we were having our most success. And he's like, "You got to slow down because if we give them the ball back, <laughs> they're going to march. They're going to yeah. be to seventy to nothing right, right. here." And it, and it got a little close like that one time too. We're better on defense now. Yeah. We can go after them. It's really going to open it up. And I think we're talented enough at right. quarterback. Yeah, we're talented at, at, at tight end. If we can get a little more talented at receiver, 
we can really start to play fast and, and try to score a lot more points because that's one thing we do got to do. Score when we points. score on the trick play against State, can we call it the PJ special or the P-man special? After I like me, it. Since I'm suggesting it now. Can we I do agree. that? It's, All right, there we go. Done We've deal. got it on tape. It's a done, done deal. deal. All right. Hey, great to see you. Great Thank to be you seen. for coming in. Thank really you, man, for having this. me. Okay. The great Donnie Kirkpatrick. Uh, and we will uh, grab a break and come back and wrap the show up after this. Online or on the go, Love it. log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day, you need to tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. This is Tim Sutton with Greenville Auto World. When it comes to vehicle maintenance, we know you have a lot of options. It's hard to find a reliable and honest auto repair shop. That's where we come in. Greenville Auto World with a commitment to providing our customers with honest quality service at reasonable prices. Greenville Auto World has one of the most state-of-the-art repair facilities available in eastern North Carolina. Our technology, education, expertise provides you with the best care imaginable. For an appointment, call us at Greenville Auto World on Charles Boulevard at 364-8730. Time for a weather update, and yup, there's still weather outside. It's a temperature. It could rain or not. It's either hot or cold. So wear a jacket or don't. Anyway, good luck. Unclear information isn't helpful, which is why when your car needs repair, head to Meineke Car Care Centers. With Meineke e-inspection, we'll send photos and technician notes straight to your phone, telling you what should be fixed and why. Get a basic oil change starting in 1995. Meineke, doing car care right. At participating locations, terms and conditions apply. Who's that again? I don't know that number. Please hold for a very important message. And skip. You can skip robocalls, but don't skip your well visits and recommended vaccines. They help protect you. So ask your doctor or pharmacist about any recommended vaccines you may need. Really? Again? And skip. A public service announcement from Vaccinate Your Family in collaboration with Merck. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. Well, the drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. All right, that is it. Great to have Donnie Kirkpatrick in. The ref, Philip Pilkington, great job. Intern Chris, good to see you, buddy. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Brian Mull, we're going to talk a little golf. He just got back from the Masters. So we'll talk uh, some of that with him. I'm going to lay out five guys tomorrow, if I don't forget, that who out of those five, who's going to be the next one to win a major? Might surprise you some of the names who are slumping right now. Uh, Philip, you'll be on the scoreboard tonight for baseball? We'll be there. All right. Great to see you. Great job. Thanks to Donnie Kay for joining us. And we'll be back tomorrow for the Patrick Johnson Show right here. On the flagship of the Pirates, 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. See you tomorrow morning. Talk of the town, 103.7 and 96.3. So this isn't your regular cola ad. No beach parties or family barbecues here. Just Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. So forget everything you thought you knew about soda, because that nitrogen gives us a whole new experience.